Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Our guest today is Zach Wolfson. Zach studied poetry, creative writing and filmmaking at Colorado College. And this is where he got his undergrad degree. He's now a filmmaker and educator based in Denver, where he founded a video content and strategy studio. Zach teaches artists and creatives how to promote themselves in an authentic way using video. In this podcast, he'll be sharing tips to help you create videos for social media. We hope you enjoy the show. Zach, we want to say thank you so much for joining us today. I'm particularly interested to hear all about this because I've been... um, toying around with TikTok recently and failing miserably because I'm so terrible at it. <laughs> um, oh. So, but before we delve into to all of your knowledge about video, can you please tell our listeners a little bit about you, your background and how you got into video? Sure. Well, first off, thank you both so much for having me on your show. I'm so excited to spend some time together. So I really appreciate it. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, I so I'm a filmmaker, and um, I got started in video way, way, way back in high school. Um, and um, I like to think of it as when I first caught the the film bug um, was when I took a a college uh, class um, during a summer of when I was in high school. I took a college class on basic filmmaking, and um, at the time, I, I first fell in love with editing and movies and all of that um and just I just loved watching movies and everything of course too and eventually that blossomed into um a love of lighting and cinematography and um and then eventually a documentary storytelling so can you give us some basics of the format of the video we should create now so for example how long should the video be should it be vertical should it be horizontal yeah, so um so starting out um so for for any artists who um haven't made any videos about their art, um I always encourage everybody to start with making art videos for Instagram or TikTok or YouTube Shorts and I like to think of these I call these affectionately mini art videos, so M I N I mini um art videos and um, they're all, they're, they're in the, like a vertical video portrait aspect, um, ratio. And, um, the beauty in these is that they're, they're short and sweet. They're usually like 10 to 60 seconds long. And, um, the, the nice thing about it too, is that they're really lightweight to make. Um, so it doesn't take, it doesn't need to take much time and they can even just be like one single video clip. Um, where you're sharing a glimpse of something from your process, um, uh, essentially along along the way, or, or a glimpse of something from from your studio, um, and then for longer art videos. So if you're um, making videos for YouTube in particular, um, those tend to be a, a great 
sort of short, shortest length for those tends to be around four minutes long and, and even longer. Um, many artists that I see um, that are uh, leaning 100% into um, sharing their art on YouTube oftentimes will uh, have 15 or, t- or 20 minute um, studio vlogs where essentially over the course of a month they'll uh, you know record uh, bits and pieces of their days or their weeks and then at the end of the month they'll they'll publish it they'll upload it to their YouTube channel. God it was that must take so much time or I suppose you just get used to it don't you if you're doing it every day or every week? You know um, I have yet to to um, talk to to many artists who who have built that into their studio practice. Um, but the way that I, the way that I think about it with, with those longer art videos, um, for YouTube, that's definitely a more advanced stage. Um, and it's something that you can grow towards. Um, I would not suggest starting there, um, because it is, it, it is definitely more of a, of a commitment, um, both in your, you know, the, the, the headspace that you're putting towards it, um, and the thinking you're putting towards it. But at the same time, I think the the really really what I encourage artists to think about relative to their art videos is to let them like whether they're longer art videos or they're these mini art videos, uh, the 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 vertical videos on Instagram, TikTok, and and YouTube Shorts, is to think of it as you documenting your journey as an artist, and um, and what that means really is that you're letting your art videos be a byproduct of your art making. You're almost not like, almost like um, bullet yeah. points to, I suppose. Do you think? Yeah, bull- exactly. That's it. That is yeah. a fantastic way to think about it. That, that it doesn't have to be this, you know, it doesn't have to be the start to finish of a single piece, let alone a body of work. Mm-hmm. Um, that it is, you know, these, these slices of moments, these bullet points um, from um, your days or your weeks and because it's not it's not practical, it's not sustainable to be recording every day uh, all the time, not for any of us, myself included. Right. So. Um, so, yeah, if if you can uh, start really, that's at the heart of it is 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 let your art be at the obviously at the heart of, of the work that you're creating and um, your videos can can follow, um, and be an extension of, you know, whatever, whatever you're working on in your studio. So what equipment would you say is essential to make a good video for social media without having to spend a fortune? Would you say, for example, um, an iPhone is, is good enough for a camera? Because I mean, I find that really works for me, but what about like lighting, things like that? Is there any sort of, um, cheap options people can go for that you would recommend? Yes. So, so the absolute essential piece is definitely having a smartphone. And, um, I have an iPhone myself as well. Um, but certainly, you know, if, if you have an Android phone that works just as well too. And, um, and really all you need in the beginning is a smartphone. You don't need anything more. Um, you don't need, um, to buy, um, extra gear, um, extra equipment, um, yet. And, um, the way I think about it is when you, when you start to notice friction in, in your recording process, that something is pulling you away more than it should from your art making, that's when it's a good time 
to reflect on um, what part of your equipment is holding you back and then to consider upgrading and, and adding um, a piece of equipment. Um, and it's a balance because the more equipment you add, it can reach a tipping point where it's a distraction from your art making. And ultimately, that's what I want. I want every artist to, to for their art making um, to to be the focus. the 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 art videos are are the byproduct uh, of of that art that you're making. So, um, so for upgrades, um, you know, if you notice that that you don't have a good way to uh, position your your phone um, as you're working, um, a tripod is a great purchase. Um, you can either get like a tabletop tripod, like a little like a short one. Um, those are really travel friendly too. So, um, if you're, if you're, um, on the move a lot with your art making, like if you're, if you're working in plain air or if you're traveling, um, and bringing your art supplies, um, you know, it's, it's nice to have a small tripod so that you can, uh, position your phone to, uh, record yourself or record what you're working on more easily. Um, in your studio, it can be nice to have, um, a full size tripod, um, which is really just one that can collapse down and be short, but it can also, its legs can extend, um, pretty long as well, almost to, to standing height. Um, so depending upon, uh, what you're working on, it's nice to have, um, one of those, like if you're working, uh, if you tend to work at an easel, um, or at a big art table, um, having a tripod that can, can, um, be up, uh, higher than the table is nice or we're at the same height as, as your, as your easel. Just, just an extra question. Do you have an alternative? Like if someone wanted to go for a camera rather than the smartphone, do you know which is a good uh, camera for that? Yeah. So, um, I hesitate to, to give recommendations because it can be kind of a rabbit hole, but, but for, (laughs) (laughs) but since you're asking, I'm currently, um, the, 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 my top recommendation and I I use one in, in my practice as well is, um, made by Sony and it's their ZV one. So it's a point, it's a point and shoot. And uh, so to so what's really nice about it is, is just like our phones, um, you just turn it on and toggle the switch to video and hit record. Um, you don't really have to do much more than that. Um, and it does have uh, like a microphone jack um, input on it. Um, so if at any point you get um, an external microphone, especially if you're talking more uh, in your art videos, um, that can be an upgrade worth getting um, too at some point. I think it's quite good to have a second um, option as well because I have noticed when I'm watching other people do their videos that they seem to have the same video happening at two different angles and they kind of skip from one to the other, which looks really cool, but I suppose to be able to do that without disturbing your own process too much, um, mm-hmm. you, you do need two cameras, don't you? You know, I'll, that is a very advanced, um, very, very advanced step. Um, because, um, having, a having a setup that's going to record, especially while you're mid process, right. Um, and record in such a way that it doesn't, it doesn't distract you and pull you out of the flow that you want to get into with your art. Right. Mm. Um, but, um, 
I think oftentimes like a, a multiple camera setup makes a lot of sense for teaching artists. So um, artists that are teaching what they do and, and how they do it and um, helping other artists learn uh, on their art journey. Um, that, that oftentimes tends to be more the recommendation that I have um, in terms of like having multiple cameras recording uh, while you're um, in process on a piece. So you've given us the basics. We've got a big question. Can you give us some ideas on what sort of videos that we can create as artists? Yes. So there are certainly a whole bunch of types of art videos that you could be making. And um, I talk about this a lot in, in my Making Mini Art Videos workshop, but I'll, I'll share with you here as well that, that these can be process videos. Um, these are finished works videos. And, and I categorize process videos as pretty much any, anything where you are in process making a piece or experimenting or even, even setting up, um, or, or, um, you know, any, any part of your process, it could be like, you know, if you have some, some creative ritual that you have, like if you journal in the morning or a certain part of the day, right? Like all of this, um, encompasses our process. Um, and then finished works videos are when you have, when you've completed a piece, um, and you're, you're likely taking photos of it, um, to post on, on your social media, to post on your website. Um, maybe if you have, uh, an e-commerce, you know, functionality, if you're selling your work through your website and stuff, you can also record mini videos. Um, you could record, uh, finished work, uh, your finished works as their own, uh, videos to, to highlight each piece that, that you've finished. Um, there are art demo videos where you're demonstrating something. So it's kind of there's it's kind of a balance between when you're teaching art and when you are um, uh, essentially just just giving a glimpse of a, of, a, of a small part of your process. So um, and then there's like FAQ videos. So if you're answering a frequently asked question that people in your audience are asking you. Um, and there's walkthrough videos. You can see there's a whole there's a whole bunch of things, but but ultimately starting out, um, uh, really really the only two for you to focus on are either process or finished works art videos. When you said finished works, how would you do that as a video? Do you mean like would you just be zooming in or what would you do? Sure. So. Um, there, there are a bunch of ways you can take it. Um, if you have, if you're a painter and the piece is done and you're signing it, um, you could record one or more video clips to show those last finishing touches that you do with a piece. A lot of painters will, will record, uh, many videos of them varnishing a piece, um, that's an example too. Um, but those like last couple steps that you take with a piece to finish it, um, as well as when the piece is completely said and done, ready to be purchased, um, you could just have it on display in your studio, not necessarily at the easel, but I think there's, there's some magic to getting to still see the piece of art in the space that it was made to have that context of, of your space surrounding it. So you could consider, um, 
uh, you know, if, if you've seen, I feel like flat lay uh, photos are really uh, popular where you, you take a top down, um, like a bird's eye view photo of something on a table and you uh, could dress the table with um, your art supplies, um, uh, different materials, different tools that you use to make that piece of art. Um, that would be a more dressed up version of it. Um, or you could, you could um, dis- essentially display this finished piece of work in your studio uh, and record a, a, a record a a video clip of you walking. You're holding your phone. It's your point of view, and you're walking towards your piece of art. And then you pause at the you stop at the end of walking and frame up. The it's it's hard to describe without showing it, but this is a podcast, right? So yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> so I what hope you I'm mean describing by it. that. Yeah, does this? But, when yeah. I've tried that, it's kind of oh. sh- shaking all over the place. So I guess that's where one of those, is it a gimbal or something might be good? So you get a nice smooth zoom in. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Or do, would you just I, use the zoom to do it <laughs> rather than walking? I, I do I do know what you're saying. Zo- Zooming is uh, oftentimes um, not the best because it'll be kind of a digital, it'll end up making, yeah. it'll, the, the image will break down. Um, mm. Um, gimbals are okay. That it's a, it's a, it's a very specialized piece of equipment, um, that work for some, but, but really if you, if you have, um, you know, if you have a smartphone from the last, uh, few years, they have pretty decent, um, image stabilization. What you might try is, is like overall when you're recording, um, slow down a lot. Like it might feel like it's taking a long time when you're recording, but, um, Something else I talk about, like in terms of of like when you're recording, is is uh, like when you hit record, count a, for a few seconds in your head before you start doing anything, especially if you're holding the phone, um, recording, and then start doing something, um, because that'll give you your future self the flexibility to be able to trim. Um, I think of it as the the heads and tails of a video clip. And oftentimes editing, we will just trim the heads and the tails and keep the heart, which is the, which is the, 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 the center, the, the middle of the video clip that, that you recorded. So that's a little bit of a tech, a, a tech step. I'm getting ahead of myself there a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I, I have seen um, people say you're supposed to do the ninja walk. The ninja yeah. walk? What on earth is that? Where you, you kind know- of creep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because many, many years ago, um, one of the artists, because uh, I've, I've filmed with dozens and dozens of artists over the years for this web series I've made called Beyond the Gallery, and and um, this artist, her name's Chandler Romeo, and she's in in Denver, um, which Colorado, which is near where where I live, and she's a ceramic. She works in ceramics, and I was I I do kind of that do a similar move, and I think at the time instead of a ninja walk, she 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 called it like oh you're like it's like a tai chi kind of um, kind of movement where where you're just kind of like you're moving a little bit more slowly and you're putting a little bit more uh, you know flexibility um, into your into your um, you know letting your joints be a little bit more forgiving with yourself as you move. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Just try that, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> I'll video that. That'll be funny. Um, yeah. So, so actually, that that's kind of led on nicely to my next question. Really, I kind of think you've answered it in a way because I take quite a long time to create 
my art being a realism painter and I've always wondered you know how can I get multiple videos from just one piece of art because you know I I see countless videos out there of people sort of doing a time lapse video from start to finish like you Tara you do a lot of that don't you because you you do your you you create your pieces a lot faster so for someone like me who works and might take you know several hours um, over a few weeks on one piece of art I guess that's a really good way of of creating lots of different videos for that purpose. I mean, I guess you could even do washing your brushes, couldn't you? And is there any other things you can think of that might make your videos slightly differ from other people's in that way? Sure. So, I mean, I think, so to me, artworks that, that, that require a long time to make are a really beautiful opportunity um, for Mm. documenting your journey along, along that time. Um, both in the context of the, of that piece that you're making, um, as well as like what else is going on in your studio in the midst of that, right? Like I'd imagine, are you working on, on, on more than one piece at a time or what does that look like for you? Well, currently, yeah, I'm working on two pieces actually. And obviously there are mm-hmm. times when I'm not doing realism painting at all. I'm just scribbling in my sketchbook and having a bit of fun, mm-hmm. which is more for my own pleasure than, yes. the, than the stuff I perhaps would show. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important. That's important, right? Like mm. you got to give yourself time away from from those bigger pieces. Um, so I'd say so. So when it comes to um, pieces that that do take a, a longer time to make, um, I think for for one, it's it's worth sharing that with as as outwardly if it, if you're comfortable with it with your audience to to point out the time and the investment um, and the energy that this takes, um, there is kind of this, I mean, this is an aside, but, but it, it, because of all of, all of this content that's on social media, art videos aside, like we're, it's this sort of instant instantness to it. Right. Um, so I think you, you could, if you want to, you could lean into the story of your realism, um, pieces and the, and the fact that of the time that it takes. Um, so more tactically, um, with that, what that could look like for you behind the scenes is, um, cause I'd imagine that you have, um, s- some form of initial plan and process in place, right. For, for, for the, for the, for the process you'll go through with the yeah. piece. Yeah. Um, so what I'd suggest, so in your case, when you've done it before, because there's certainly, like for some artists, they're trying something new, right? And, and I think for all of us, like there are certain things where we're trying things new. It, that looks a little bit differently. But when, but when you've done it before, um, it can be helpful to, to write down some form of, of an outline, some bullet points um, for what your, what your plan is for, for this piece. And, um, and it can just be those, those broad steps, those broad stages to your process for this piece. And, um, you can certainly break that down into really, um, you know, smaller steps too, if that helps you. Um, but what I want you to do then is after you jot down and outline your process for this piece for yourself, circle those parts of your art process for it that you're thinking, um, that you'd, that you'd like to record. Um, and what you're doing for yourself is that you're setting yourself up to remember and to help you be really intentional about um, any parts of the process that you do want to record. And, and pinning that outline up somewhere in your studio can be helpful. 
um, just so it's something that you're walking by um, and it helps remind you. Um, and uh, yeah, because it's because again, it's not um, you're not going to record and document everything, but but ahead of time, um, if if you can have that opportunity to to reflect. Um, you can identify those parts of like, oh, like, like you said already, like when I'm cleaning my brushes, like I could record part of that, uh, to show what it's like, um, when I'm cleaning my brushes or, you know, when I'm, when I'm coming into the studio in the morning or the afternoon, I could, um, share a moment from that of like what, what it's like in my studio. Um, and as I'm, you know, getting ready to, to sit back down with this piece. You're squirting your paint out on your palette. <laughs> all of that <sighs> yeah I don't know see I'm, I'm always compelled to clean my studio as well before I before I film because I think oh, I can't let it be seen like this <laughs> do you think it's important to keep it real in that way and just you know not worry about things like that or should the fairy lights go on do you know what I mean because because mm. I often find that with videos I see on social media they're sitting perhaps amongst a setting that is beautiful and it's it's almost like a little studio that is dressed for filming and obviously mm. the reality in an art studio is sometimes yeah. it well more often than not it does not look like that it looks quite the opposite so do you think we shouldn't worry about things like that or do you think we should if possible to create a nicer more inviting looking video you should kind of make an effort to make the surroundings look more pleasant so my um, my feelings on this this is this is definitely a very strong feeling I have about this, and it's and it's to make it messy. Give yourself you got to give yourself permission, especially when you're making videos, uh, you know, about your art process um, and giving us, you know, inviting us all into your studio with you. Um, it's you know making art's messy, and I mm. feel. And I'm such such a proponent for art videos being authentic to you and, and genuine to you as the artist that you are and in alignment with your values and um, and all of that. Um, so so that's to say, like if it brings you joy to tidy up a little bit or to turn on those twinkle lights, right? Yeah. Uh, by all means, like do that. Follow follow that joy. Um, and, um, keep, keep, you know, keep yourself in check. Like, are you, um, resisting, uh, recording it is, is tidying up, um, helping you resist recording. And if it is, then maybe let go of that and, tr and try out not tidying up and, and just recording. And that's to say too, like, just because you record something doesn't mean you need to share it too. It can just be for you. Yeah. There's no reason that tidying up and putting the fairy lights on can't be a video either, is there? <laughs> That's exactly. very good. I've done that before. I've done exactly. that before. Do you know what? One of the um, the TikTok videos I did, that, or that I might have been Instagram actually, where I got the most traction was just me uh, on a time lapse cleaning my studio, which I found hilarious. And it was really mm. easy because I needed to clean my studio. And I was just, I filmed it and I just put it up on Instagram and. And that, that seem, seems to be what people want. It's funny, isn't you, it? You know, what's so interesting is, is like so much of, um, so much of this is, uh, just like 
we all just want to connect with each other, right? As, as humans, um, I think, and, um, recording something that, you know, that you might think is boring, like a, like, you know, or any of us might think of our own space as boring, um, or of our own work, um, it might be boring. You might feel that it's boring or not watchable because you're in it every day. Um, and, and oftentimes like it, it, the way that you do something could be different and new and, and might even like give someone else an idea, um, in their own studio practice too, if they're an artist. Um, so, so don't shy away from like even the most mundane things as, you know, pouring a cup of tea or, um, sweeping. Uh, it's, it's amazing. And I have, I have this theory, okay. About watching videos of, of people cleaning. Cause I do the same thing. I watch <laughs> artists in their studios cleaning and it's so fun to me. And I have, the, so my theory, um, and tell me if you feel this way too. I have this theory about watching people, watching artists clean their studios. And it's this, that, that it gives me the satisfaction, the dopamine hit of seeing the transformation from from not tidy to tidy and 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 I didn't have to do anything I just got to watch yeah. <laughs> yes I get that I completely get that right uh, <laughs> I don't really watch him I have to admit no, not my thing sure sure no worries no worries um can you give us, you did mention before how you can split a process down and put notes about it. Have you got any more tips on workflows? Because videos, I think at the moment, a lot of us think they just take so long to do. So how do we make them quicker? Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. So at the start of your day or start of your studio session, whatever your studio time looks like, because it looks different for all of us, right? Um, what I want you to do is give yourself a few minutes to ask yourself, what am I working or what, like, what am I working on today? Or what am I planning to work on today? Cause of course that can change. Um, and do I want to record some part of it? And with these two initial starting types of mini art videos, either art process or finished works, um, look at, look at your work in those two, like from those two perspectives of, are there any pieces of art that you're working on that day? Um, or are there any, uh, either recently finished pieces, or maybe you have a back catalog of works, um, that you're planning on doing a studio sale with, maybe you could record some, some finished works, uh, videos for those. Um, and then, uh, this, this is like just like the super tactical workflow step. And that's to set a timer on your phone or on a clock in your studio to remind yourself to record um, and then get to work. Then start, start make, making your art, start working. Um, and um, one of the quickest things, just separate, so we'll transition into a separate tactical tip here. And that is, Think of your, your art videos, your mini art videos can really just be a single video clip that you record. So if you give yourself that constraint that you're not going to edit, essentially, um, other than that, that heads and tails of the video clip that we talked about earlier, um, that really opens things up and, and gives yourself... Um, a specific sandbox to play in with your art videos so that you're not getting hung up with the editing process 
later that you can essentially go from recording almost instantly to sharing it. Um, not in the moment, like don't record it and then immediately share it. Cause that's going to take you out of the, your headspace for your art. Um, do that later, share it later. Yeah. Because I do find that that, um, can be quite time consuming and it's, I've almost found myself thinking, well, I'd be better just using this time to actually paint than I would, you know, trying to do all this. So it's really good advice what you're giving there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then, um, so those are the more tactical tips. Um, and then some of the, some of the mindset, uh, like the mindset piece to it is to, I mean, probably give yourself more than a few minutes, like give yourself, you know, a half hour to reflect, uh, on what the purpose, what you want, what you want your art videos to do for, your art business so that they can, so that each one you make can be working. Like once it exists on the internet, it can be working for you on your behalf. Um, and, and inviting people into your, into your world. Um, see, I heard something really well interesting, but I, I don't know if this is right or not. And I don't know if you do, but someone's saying that really your videos should be there for your viewer they're not for you which is don't make it all about selling for you which i found really tricky because mm. i i can kind of see what they mean but then you do need to be able to sell as well mm. yeah and i think what's tough about that um i think what's what's different to me about being an artist who is making videos about your art and, and using it to sell your art is that you you can't, um, it's hard to follow like most of the advice that's, that's out there about video marketing because so much of it is around like, you know, making it like, you know, like what you brought up, um, Tara of, of like making it about the person watching, right. And like, you know, making it appealing to them. Um, and I think the reason why we can't do that with art videos is that it's your art. It's coming from you. And, um, I appreciate you bringing that up. Your, 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 my, my brain is, my, my, my (laughs) gears are turning over here. Um, because this is something that I've been trying to wrap my head around of, of how to articulate it more for artists. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, that's why. I bring it all back to um, making your art videos for yourself, like as a documentation, like a, like a, like a tool of documentation for your journey. Um, Because I've found as, as someone who follows, like I follow a lot of artists online um, and especially early on, that's what drew me to them was that they were inviting me in their own, like each of them in their own ways, like into their, into their, into their lives, into their work, like whatever that looks for them. Um, and it's about, it felt really special to me. Um, and I've bought art from, from many of these artists too. So I know it works like, 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 I know, I know that it's, um, if, 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 if it's, I think it's good to think about your audience, 
um, and, and who's watching your videos, certainly. And, um, what they've been asking you questions about, like if, if one of your videos really resonated and, and, and maybe even like picked up a lot of views, um, wherever you uploaded it, it's certainly worth like reflecting on like, Oh, like what was it about that video that you think clicked for people? Like what were they saying in the comments? Right. Or, um, but I guess I, I, I definitely want to still, still highlight to like for, for like you as an artist to like take, take in that information, make note of it and then set it aside. Like still let your art videos be documentation for yourself. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I, I guess know. it's entertainment, isn't it? It's, we it, are entertaining other people in, in that right. fashion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, and with that, like, um, and this is not my original thought. I've, I learned this elsewhere, um, decades ago, but like when it comes to, you know, any, any video, any film, any movie, any TV show, like there's really only like three types of value that we can largely like deliver for people. Um, and that's entertainment, like, you know, some, some form of, of experience and, you know, them experiencing emotions, there's, um, uh, relational value. So, um, that's, um, essentially like, you know, building a relationship with, with the person watching through your videos. Like this is something that a lot of people on, on YouTube, um, artists included, um, lean into like with, with, uh, vlogs, um, on YouTube, um, and then there's like informational value. So if you're teaching, um, through your videos. So anyway, I just want to bring that up there just while we're talking about value that's that, that you can think about it that way too, if that, if that helps frame up different ideas for you. So what about showing our face on camera? How important is that? And I know you've mentioned the two type of videos we should make in the kind of process and the finished art. Now, should we make sure we stick our faces in those? In those? <laughs> Yes. Yes. So, um, the most important thing that I want to say first about this is, is for anyone, for any artist listening who, um, isn't showing their face yet. Um, and I'll say yet, um, because I'm, I am such a fan of, of growth mindset and, and adding that to things. Um, but, but my point here is don't let showing your face hold you back from recording videos of your art in the first place. I've seen that happen. It can be very paralyzing um, to get stuck and to feel like you have to talk on camera or you have to show yourself working in the studio. You don't have to. Like initially, you know, record uh, from your point of view and just just let us see you working and and your hands on you know on your art as as you're working. Um, and so, with that in mind, for anyone who needed to hear it. I'll, I'll then say that showing your face doesn't necessarily mean that you have to talk on camera. Um, the, the beauty here with, uh, showing yourself is it connects you to your art. You are the only person making your art, um, which is really special. So it's uniquely you. And, um, so that's, uh, that's why it's worth, showing your, 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 yourself, uh, with your art on camera. I feel like a trend more recently 
uh, especially on Instagram and TikTok has been like, here's an example of a finished work video is especially painters holding the canvas backwards towards the camera and then flipping it around to reveal the piece of art. And the beauty in that is that we get to see them as the artist who made it and the piece of art at the same time, um, which is really special. So, um, so I guess the other thing they could do instead is just do a voiceover, perhaps. That's sort of, mm-hmm. that's kind of another way of sharing yourself without necessarily feeling like you have to be in front of the camera. And I get why people find it quite intimidating because if you look at social media, um, the majority of the people on there seem to have, um, you know, legs up to their armpits and they're, you know, a minimum, uh, sorry, a maximum age of 30 and they're wearing ball gowns. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, the average person is not. And in fact, you know, Tara and I, we've both shared videos, haven't we, Tara, Um, where we've just sort of come out and said, you know, uh, this is what I wear when I paint and it's the old tracksuit bottoms and, you know, the baggy old jumper and the messy hair. And that's kind of the reality of it, isn't it? But it, I can see why it is difficult because you kind of look at all these videos that are up online at the moment and you think, oh, wow, everyone's just um, young and gorgeous. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it doesn't matter, though, does it? We are who we, do, we we're are. We're just old and gorgeous, aren't we? We're just old yeah. and gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If I may say so, absolutely. <laughs> so and, really, and you're, yeah. am I right then in saying actually you don't have to? In fact, Tara and I were admiring someone the other day, and she always looks so lovely on her on her um, TikTok videos, and she wears lovely dresses, not ball gowns, but just lovely dresses, and 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 her hair is always lovely, and she's doing these paintings. And I'm thinking I couldn't wear something like that when I paint because I wouldn't want to ruin it because I'd get oil paint all over it. How do you feel about that? Do you, do you think? it's important to make some kind of an effort or do you think we should dart in there and do that and then quickly get changed and do the real stuff? (laughs) So, um, I'll go, I'll go to my, you know, starting place of, you know, always wanting to guide every artist towards making art videos that are in alignment with, with your values and, Mm. and your goals and, um, I think just being genuinely yourself, um, that's my hope with, with the videos I make. I I want Mm. like anyone that watches videos of mine, um, to feel like, you know, when we have the opportunity to actually, to talk, whether it's, you know, remotely online as, you know, as we are right now or in person, I want them to feel like I'm the same person that, that who they saw in a video on Instagram is the same person that's, that's talking to them on a call or that's, um, you know, enjoying a cup of tea or cup of coffee across the table from them. Um, so, so there's that. Um, and like, I'll, I'll say like there, there is, if you want to, as an artist, like if you want to build connections with the people who are following you, um, there's only so much you can do showing, um, your hands and, you know, showing your work and stuff. At some point they're going to be curious about like, who's, who's behind this? Like, who's, you know, 
who's Tara? Who's, who's Sandra? You know, who is this person that's making this beautiful work? Um, they're going to be curious and showing your, showing your, showing your face in some way. Um, it can just be, you know, setting up your phone, recording a, a wider shot of your whole studio space and you, you know, on the other side working, you know, we then at least still get to see you, um, in the space. You might be surprised how many comments you'll get, um, from, from people. And, and I've seen, you know, in, in other spaces online too, like not just the arts, how much people talk about, like how much more engagement they get on, even just on photos of themselves, mm. um, with their work, um, compared to just photos of their work. Um, and it, I, I mean, I'm such a firm, firm believer in that we all connect with people, uh, or we connect with each other as people first. Um, and, um, you know, it could be the work that we're making is drawing them in too. Um, and, uh, but yeah, what you brought up before of, of doing voiceover and narrating, that's a great, um, that's a great step to take if you're not yet at a point, especially if you don't want to yet talk on camera. Um, you can bring your voice into it, which, which is, of course, uniquely you as well. Um, and, and I think that's, that's something special that you can add, uh, say, to time-lapse videos um, and, you know, so that we can hear a little bit more context and a little bit more about what was going on for you at the time. Yeah, I'm glad you said all that because I actually do think that um, social media is highly edited, isn't it? And I do think there should be more of just the real stuff and the real people and people should not overthink it and just be themselves, you know. I'd hate for somebody to meet me and say, oh, you're not who I expected you to be. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Mm. mm -hmm. But anyway, what are the most common mistakes you see artists make with their social media videos? Ooh, this is, this is a juicy question. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we can, we can get, I mean, there, I mean, each of these probably could be their own podcast episode in a way. Um, so let me know how much you want to dive into each of these, but, mm-hmm. um, the first one I'll share, I mean, just while we're talking about, po- uh, podcast, sorry, what time lapses, while we're talking about time lapses here, um, this is, this is definitely, um, a more, a more spicy, uh, perspective of mine. Um, but it is a mistake, um, recording too many time lapses. If that's, if that's the only video content about your, about your art that you're putting out. Um, and I get it. I, I hear, um, the artists listening to this, maybe shouting at their phones at me of, of just being like, you know, they're easy to make. And I absolutely get it. Um, but the problem um, that can arise with only recording time lapses of your art process, uh, when it's the primary way that you're recording videos of your art as you're making it, is that it can devalue the care uh, and the time and the talent that you're putting into the, into the work because it's going by so fast on screen and, and so unrealistically fast. Um, so what I'd encourage uh, artists to do, uh, what to do with this instead is to think of time-lapse more as a method, a tool, like one way to record yourself making art and try out mixing up the time-lapse video clips with some that you recorded in real time. Um, just to really put in perspective for 
the people following you um, of of what it actually looks like when when you're at that you know step in your process. Yeah, that's something I've been trying to do. Actually, I was doing mainly time lapse, and I now switch to trying to show some stuff in real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Have you got any more mistakes? Yeah. So um, absolutely. So so over editing and or over producing your art videos is is a mistake that I see, um, and sometimes that I don't see, and that I more just hear from artists because. Um, and what I mean by over editing is that, um, you're, you're overworking the, the video is what I would compare it to, um, that you're editing too quickly between shots. So what that means is that like each, each video clip, let's say you've edited five video clips, um, into a, a mini process video, uh, and, but each, each clip is only up on screen for two or three seconds. So it's really, really, really quick. Um, and um, you might, you know, it's for practical reasons. You may have only recorded shorter video clips. Um, so on a practical level, um, the the step to take with that would be, like we talked about earlier, of, of to slow down when you're recording. Record for a little bit longer than you think you need to or that feels like enough Um 10 seconds, uh, uh, is, is a good minimum. Um, and then that way, if you do edit it, you'll have a little bit of room there to, to show something for, you know, five to eight seconds of that, um, without having, you know, I think of like, you know, original MTV days when everything was like music videos, it was like two seconds. Like it was constantly cutting from, from shot to shot. So, um, do you know, I heard something the other day saying that, that, when you watch TV, it changes every three seconds or something. But is it? Are you saying this because it's a type of thing we're doing? We should hold for longer. Um, so the mistake is 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 editing things too quickly. Um, so so the the fix for it would be to to hold on each video clip for longer. Yes. Okay. And, um, another reason with that, why, um, you might be editing quickly though, too, is that you might feel like it's boring to watch. Um, so that's why you're only showing things for a few seconds at a time. But I promise you, we all want to see, we want to see more. Um, so you'll save yourself some time. You'll have to do less editing. Um, if you just let each of those video clips last longer. So um, and then the overproducing part of this mistake really just means like, tr- you know, trying to add more to the video to, to try to make it interesting to look at, like, you know, adding a trendy filter. And I'm guilty of this too, just so, just so we all know. <laughs> so I'm not just pointing, I'm pointing the finger at myself just as much as, um, as everyone, uh, or as others. But, um, so, so this can be adding a trendy filter to it is overproducing or adding a, a bunch of text over the video footage, um, or graphics. Um, and, um, with that, um, you don't have to do much. Like if you do add some text on screen, consider adding some text that will, um, you know, give a little bit of context if you want to give a little bit of context of like, uh, what, what this is that you're working on, or, or maybe you want it to be a mystery. And in that case, then don't. Um, but, um, 
Yeah. Just, just going with the text you were saying, what about captions? Should we have text and captions on the, on the video, especially if we're doing a voiceover, say, for example? Yes. So, so captions are great to add um, if, you're, if you're talking. Um, so either if you're talking on camera or if you're recording a voiceover, narrating it, um, it is worth adding captions um, over the video itself um, because most importantly it'll increase accessibility for, for people in your audience with limited hearing. Um, it can also, I've noticed that it also tends to increase engagement because some viewers are uh, reading along with what you're saying because they can't listen um, at the time. And, um, and it also um, improves re- retention in a way of, of people remembering what you talked about because you know, even if they're not like actively reading what you're saying and they're listening to you say it as well, um, there's some part of, of them um, that's paying attention to the words and they'll, they'll process that uh, visually too. I know captions can easily be done, can't they, in Instagram and TikTok. It's literally a button you can press. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and you can edit them afterwards, which is really quite neat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's really simple to add those. Um, I've noticed that both on TikTok and Instagram, um, there's even, uh, when you like on Instagram, when you post a reel in the advent, in the advanced settings, you can turn on captions, um, ah. uh, for, and, and instead of them being like old school term for captions being over the, like, part of the video image itself, we would call that burning in the caption um, because we can't remove it after it's uploaded. Um, But what's neat is that Instagram and TikTok have added captioning just like our televisions have where you can turn it on and off um, as people are watching too. So, um, So that's a nice backup at least. So what tips do you have then to make your videos stand out from all the others or do you think it's important to follow the trends that you see at the moment? I mean, we, if I go back to what you were saying earlier about the people sort of spinning around with their paintings, I see a lot of those all the time and I, I worry that it's just another person spinning around with a painting almost, even though the paintings are obviously very different. Should you follow those trends? Is that important or is it better to make something different so that yours stands out? Mm. So it might surprise uh, you, but uh, your art videos... So my my uh, opinion on this is that your art videos themselves don't need to stand out um, mm-hmm. because it's your art that will. Right. Right. And, um, and it's because... It's uniquely you. It's uniquely yours. It's made with your two hands. Um, And yeah, so I think um, if there's any part of you that feels the need to to come up with a super original idea for a video, let go of that. It's possible that you heard that advice from someone who's not an artist um, or who hasn't worked with artists. Um, and just focus on your, let your art be the art and your videos be that, that documentation of it. And then it'll be uniquely you, um, just by extension. Um, and with trends, um, I don't, um, 
I don't tend to have too much of an opinion on whether or not to try, um, you know, to try making an art video that follows a trend, either a trend that other artists are doing or that other, other people, uh, on Instagram are doing, but I'll definitely come back to, um, this sentiment of just really emphasizing that I want to encourage, uh, everyone, every artist that they're an artist who makes videos and not a video content creator who's making art. Um, and, and that differentiator there is that your videos really should support and, and be a natural byproduct of, of your art. Um, and not the other way around, uh, just in terms of your priorities with, with the videos, um, that you want to make. And I'll add as an asterisk here <laughs> that if you find joy, um, that's very much at the heart, like in my heart of like, anytime I find joy in something, I follow that thread, uh, for myself. And I really want to encourage that in others too. So if there is some part of you that finds joy in playing with trends that come up, you know, on TikTok or Instagram or any social platform, like by all means, like play with it to your heart's content and, and, and try that out and see how it feels. And, and if, if it feels good and you get more joy out of it, then, then maybe like, you know, once a month, um, you, make, you know, you set a goal for yourself of like, oh, if a trend comes up over the course of the month that you want to try uh, making an art video in that style, like, go for it. If an artist would like to go more in depth and learn more about creating videos, I know you've got a course out. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, so it's called Making Mini Art Videos. And I made it especially for artists who are in that beginning stage, um, with making videos about their art and they might be feeling stuck. Um, it's possible they've been told numerous times, you know, from friends, um, from colleagues that they should be making videos about their art, but they haven't yet, uh, just because it's overwhelming. The tech is intimidating. Um, maybe even if they've made some art videos, but haven't published them cause they haven't been happy with them. So, I made this and structured it with, with a core training that's got several short video lessons covering essentially exactly what you need to know to start making some simple art videos. Um, that's my, if I were to give it a pitch, that, <laughs> that, that, that is it. Um, and, um, and, if, and if anyone's worried about the technical stuff, um, I um, included um, some, some resources in it as well. Uh, just relative to uh, a simple art video gear kit um, to use when you're ready. Cause like I've, like I've, I know I've, I've, I've said that a lot of, of, of like embracing where you are and, um, and, and not uh, just, you know, keeping it simple and everything. Um, so, and there's some editing um, that we do a walkthrough on as well. So, um, so yeah, is, it, is, yeah. Is that editing you do in the course? Is that on a phone? So is it something that everybody would have access to? It is. So, yeah. um, I think if I, I call it, uh, a, a simple video editing walkthrough and if you can believe it, it's, it's only three and a half minutes long. Um, the, the editing walkthrough tutorial 
and it is it is doing it completely on your phone uh, so that you don't have to move the video files around uh, to your computer. Cool. Sounds yeah. good. And what was it called and where can people find that? Yes. Um, so it's called Making Mini Art Videos, and it's available uh, at my website, readytorecord.com. Great. So where else can people find more about you online? Have you got Instagram and are you on the usual platforms? Yes, I I, I am on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Zach.Wolfson there. And that's really the, the one, at least currently, that's the one and only place that, that I'm focused on. And, and I share art video tips over there and also highlight uh, artists' uh, art videos that I come across in my feed as well. Um, you've also got, you were talking about those artist videos you've got. Where can people find those? The ones that you recorded to show other artists? Oh yeah, the Beyond the Gallery series. Yes, yeah. um, yes. So that's on my that's on my YouTube channel, actually. Oh, okay. So yeah, so um, you can uh, you can just search for me on YouTube, Zach Wolfson, um, and uh, all of those are are there. I've got over over sixty of them, over sixty of those that I've made since uh, two thousand nine. Wow. Well, thank you ever so much for coming and sharing all your tips. At least we can all get going a bit more with our videos. Yeah, yes. hopefully. Thank you both so much. <laughs> I, I have learned a lot actually from today. So thank you so much, Zach. This has been so wonderful. Thank you both so much for having me. Thanks so much to Zach for chatting to us today. We learned so much from talking to him. I'm certainly going to put a lot of this into practice for my upcoming videos on social media. Speaking of which, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Sandra.Busby, although I have to say I'm very new to TikTok. Also Facebook at Sandra Busby Artist and my website SandraBusbyArt.com. You can also find Tara on Instagram and TikTok at Tara Roskell Art, Facebook at Tara Roskell and her website TaraRoskellArt.com. So that's it for this week and we will catch up again soon. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes.